Hey men, brothers, fellow warriors, welcome to the Act Like Men podcast. We're your host, Randy Matthews and Kevin Gibson. Our goal is to explore what it's like to live our lives right where we are as Christian men who desire to act like men. This is episode three, titled The Power of Prayer. All right. Let's kick it off. You ready for this? I'm ready. All right. It's been a while. It's been a while, yeah. We might be a little rusty. Oh, maybe they won't hear it. You got some WD-40? <laughs> It'll cure all, won't yeah. it? Yeah. Hey, I found something better than WD-40. It's What's called that? Micro Mist. Micro Mist? Micro Mist, yeah. Where do you get it? Uh, oil field supply. Oil field supply. Oil field supply, yeah. All right. Go see the Boydstons yeah. and ask for some Micro Mist. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. It like really gets it greasy, you know. Yeah. Leaves do, a pretty good residue Do you think they'll it. sponsor our podcast now that we've given hey, them a free plug? that's a great idea. You know, uh, maybe they would, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I had, I heard this week that we had our first critic of our act like men podcast. We did have our first critic. Can you believe that? That somebody criticized us already in this podcast. I mean, we've only got 12 people listening to it right now, right? right and or two 13. episodes under our belt. <laughs> I think the yeah. funny part is who our critic is. Well, yeah. And that's typically where it comes from, right? In the in the throes of the own home, you know, kind of mm. thing. So, yeah. So my daughter, my teenage daughter, we're, we're sitting at Brahms, and uh, we had gone to Tulsa uh, to celebrate the kids' birthdays. And we're sitting at Brahms, and um, my daughter looks over at me, and she was like, so, Dad, <laughs> we need to talk about... We need to talk. Don't you, you love know. when they go, so dad. Yeah, yeah. Both of mine use that same label. Go ahead. Right, yeah, yeah. So, so dad, we need to talk about the name of your podcast. Like, why is it titled Act Like Men? And, and I'm just looking at her like, really? Like, you mm-hmm. have you listened to it? And um, I don't even know if she's listened to it. She just, did, she just wanted me to know she didn't like the name. And so I sure. tried to explain to her why we titled it Act Like Men. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't know that I accomplished anything with a with a teenage daughter. So um, I thought, I think you you'd brought it up. It might be a good idea to explain why we have it titled Act Like Men. It's not that we're trying to uh, mm-hmm. push out women or that yeah. we have anything against women. I think you and I both love women. Amen. Specifically our wives. Absolutely. But. <laughs> Johnny Hunt has a good quote. Yeah. He says that the largest reservoir of untapped energy in the local church is men. That if you can get the men of your church focused on what the mission is and get them loving Jesus and working hard at the church, everything else falls into place. Yeah. And he's modeled that at the church that he pastors. Right. And we've both been there and seen what God is doing through their men's ministry. So I'd have to say that act like men is... Our goal is to help men grow up from being boys, being bubbas. Well, that's just the way we are. No, 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 no. Yeah. That's that's useless. Yeah. And to uh, focus on what does the Bible say to be a man? What is it Good. like? It's not grunting and scratching, is it? No, no. Or thundering at home that I'm the boss. Right. And so that's why we're wanting to talk about what it means to act like men. Yeah. We're laying a foundation these first few episodes trying to show you what is the basis and the foundation for how you will act like a man. First two episodes were about 
spending time in God's Word, yeah. the bedrock of the Bible. It is. And now we're going to talk about prayer, the life of man. The Christian life. Exciting stuff. A lot of people, when they think about prayer, they just automatically go to sleep. Oh, they do. But, I mean, prayer to me is one of the most exciting parts of the Christian life because, mm-hmm. like, I, especially looking back over my my experience, like, I've seen God answer prayers. Yeah. That, and it always blows me away. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, God did that. He literally heard what we asked him mm-hmm. and did it. He did it. I mean, and sitting here in this yeah. building. I was just about to point that out. <laughs> Before true. I even came on staff here, Yeah, we had been meeting for lunch just as two pastor friends, two guys that went to school together, and we met for lunch periodically. And uh, you brought me here to this campus, the Southside campus, and I hadn't been in this building in 25 years. Yeah. It hadn't changed. Right. It smelled the same. Yeah. And we went in the auditorium. You said, dream with me. <clears throat> you said, do you think we could really turn it into something nice? Sure, we can. We can give her paint a coat of paint and see what happens. But what did we do that first day? Pray. We prayed. Yeah. Uh, what have we been doing recently thinking about the future? Praying. Been praying. Why? Because we don't have the answers. No. Nope. Do not have the answers. Mm. And that's what's cool about it yeah. is when you look at the Bible, when God's people, even Jesus himself, did not have the answers. Right. What did he do? Prayed. He prayed. So personal life, kicking off the the episode today. How's your personal life been going? What's been rocking and rolling? Oh, man. Uh, Well, we're getting ready to go to vacation, and I'm excited about that. I know. But but you know what it's... I'm not. Yeah, no (laughs) doubt. You're going to be left with a load, brother. But the reality is, like, getting ready to go on vacation, you're trying to get all your... I's dotted and your T's crossed because you don't want any interruptions while you're on vacation. So you're thinking through every logistical nightmare that could happen, you know, and so um, that's been going on a lot. My mind's been really busy. Oh, I guarantee you it'll be off. I won't even have it a lot of the time. (laughs) I'm serious. That's the way I do on vacation. I don't blame you. Anymore. So I'm not tethered to it, but. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So that's the big thing in my life. What about you? Has the rain been plaguing you in your job? No. No, no. not really. Well, that's I good. mean, we're still getting out there functioning, but, I mean, it, yeah, it's a lot wetter for sure. But what about you? What's the most exciting uh, thing that happened in your life today? Oh, my goodness. Tell I us finally, about it. Yes. You guys know I've been walking this journey of my health, and thankfully I got cleared of having any additional heart concerns, which was a huge praise. Praise God for that. But then we determined uh, we had to, you know, we had to determine what was causing all the fatigue, et cetera, et cetera, and come to find out it was my sleep apnea. And uh, sometimes it takes a while to get that machine corrected and taken care of, but they finally called yesterday and Praise I went God. today, and my machine was updated in like 45 seconds. The lady was like, oh, we're done. <laughs> it was just, I was like, you're kidding me. It was that easy. <laughs> took me an hour to drive to Tulsa. I was you following that, you. Did you get a direct line to that lady? That way next I time. I got her card. That's awesome. That way next time you can just dial yeah, it in. You can be like, hey, lady, fix anything. this thing up. Well, I hope it works for you. So, we're going to pray before we end this podcast absolutely. that you get good sleep tonight, I need some man. Sleep. I need some sleep since you're leaving this all with yeah, me. So. No doubt. You're going to be walking around like a zombie. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. So God has been, let me tell you, Saturday night, mm-hmm. um, I haven't shared, well, I shared with you, I had a rough night Saturday night, yeah. but I, all types of things that could come into my mind, you know, preachers on Saturday nights can be 
rough anyway, you know. I used to remember hearing a preacher that we all know used to say, if it rained on Saturday night, every raindrop was like, Baptist will stay home, you know. And I'm not so worried about that. Uh, But, man, I just couldn't sleep Saturday night, and it was just awful. We had a, I had a dream. I had all these weird things, every fear that the devil could throw at me. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was just a, and every time I would stop and pray. That's good. Lord, I take. I take this and I just cast it aside. I'm not going to put any confidence in it. I know where my faith lies, et cetera, et cetera. And I need to go to sleep, Lord. And I'd wake up <laughs> a few minutes later sleep. worried about this. Now, what is that? I, I need to get to sleep. The last thing that plagued me was a terrible dream that Sarah and I and the kids had gone on vacation. Mm-hmm. And my wife, for some reason, now my wife is a redhead, but she's not a pyro, pyrotechnic or anything. She set someone's Airbnb on fire. <laughs> The curtains are aflame, and my wife takes forever to like make sure everything's packed just right in the suitcases when we're about to load up for the morning. Oh my and so goodness. we're trying to get out the door. The curtains are aflame, and I'm like, dear, they're going to catch us. I can't believe you did that. Come on, let's go. And that's how I woke up was having to dream about my wife burning someone's Airbnb down. So Wow. So you didn't, did you go run to the window? To look at the shack to make sure it wasn't on no, fire. I figured Michael would have come running in, <laughs> screaming and hollering if it had burned down. Oh, my goodness, man. Whoa, yeah. That's a, like a <clears> – <throat> you're not getting any rest when you have dreams like that, man. No. So that was Saturday night. So when I came to church Sunday, I was like, <laughs> I don't know how this is going to go, but we're going to see how it goes. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Prayer. You know, you talked about prayer a minute ago, and you said people run from it. I mean – as a teenager, can you remember when certain men would get up in church, you could almost finish their prayers? <laughs> yes. Yes, I can. Unfortunately. Teenagers do that, you know. Yeah, right, right. Uh, however, on the flip side, too, I remember there were certain people that when they prayed, it was like, exactly. wow, you know that they're close to God, and you could tell it by the way they prayed. Uh, Gordon Carpenter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You just relate. Definitely. Yeah. For Better sure. not move. Right. But prayer, you know, a lot of people run from it. You're absolutely right. People don't want to talk about it. They yeah. don't like it. Yeah. Um, they think it's they think some it's mystery. Yeah. Some people think it's boring. I, I don't get that side of it at all. But what's the facts about it? Well, people don't put a high priority on prayer. Yeah. You know, we change that here at Clearview, and I know a lot of people miss that we don't do it on Wednesday night anymore, but we're trying to ramp up and start it on Sunday mornings. And then pushing it to our small groups to also focus on in their prayer time. That's good. Um, because at the end of the day, that's what it really is. Yeah. You know, Back in the day, it was just us gathering around some prayer points. Well, those prayer points will be coming out in the fall. So whatever we pray for on Sunday, the first Sunday of the month, we'll share with our small group yeah. on Wednesday night. Amen. And uh, we'll be able to pray for it. But we put a priority on prayer. Yeah. And um, not that that's the only time we pray in church. Right. But just reminding people of the importance of it. Yeah. Yeah. We saw God do some pretty cool things when we were ramping up to this project and yeah. the idea of do we even do this yeah. because we were praying. So, But no, you're right. Prayer is not a big priority to many people. Yeah, definitely. But, but there is also another fact that says God will bless you publicly in direct proportion to the amount of time you spend with him privately. Hmm. Man, that's interesting. Say that again. God will bless us publicly in direct proportion to the amount of time we spend with him privately. Yeah. Let me also throw this out there so you guys don't think we wrote these. These notes come from a great prayer warrior named Jim Law. Um, I emailed him because I lost my copy of them, and he sent them to me, and we're so thankful for that. But they're just some very basic principles about prayer um, that 
I, I, there's just no way to get around it. This is good stuff. Well, share that story that you shared with me about Jim and uh, Johnny, because I think that goes with that point of sure, like God blesses in proportion to publicly and privately. Yeah, um, it's no mystery uh, to people that have been around Johnny Hunt and and the church at Woodstock. And if you've been to their men's conference, which I would encourage anybody to make an opportunity, you know, make a plan to go to that at some point. And if it, you haven't. Google Johnny Hunt men's conference men's conference or Google Johnny Hunt sermons yeah. and that way you you know because once you sure. hear him you'll never forget him oh yeah great I, great I couldn't preacher. believe people wanted to come hear someone preach with such passion because yeah. that's just not what I was seeing on the other you know all the other popular preachers were not necessarily as passionate yeah. and pointed as him but he started a men's ministry because he said there's the largest untapped reservoir of energy yeah. in the church right and he said if I can capture them, we can do anything at Woodstock. Yeah. So that's where he started when yep. he started at Woodstock. Jim Law was his associate, and they used to go out to do some uh, men's conferences at other people's churches. And I heard Jim tell the story that they were in a motel room, a really cheap one, four guys to a room because they were on a budget, <laughs> and said Johnny got up to go to the restroom, and he tripped over Jim in the floor. He said, Jim, this I'm retelling the story as I remember. He said, Jim, what in the world? Why are you in the floor? And Jim said, I'm praying. Johnny says, why are you praying? He says, look, you won't succeed today if I don't get up and pray right here. Johnny said, how often have you been doing this? He says, every day when we're out traveling. That's awesome. I'm up every morning praying for you. <laughs> and that's why those two work so well together. Because yeah. they understood their roles and how they, they did that. But I believe cool. God blessed the ministry and the outreach of those two men because they spent time with God in prayer. Yeah. You've heard Johnny talk about his private time, his quiet time. Right. He goes to an actual closet in his house and he has all of his stuff laid out yeah. in an empty room. And he's like, this is where I meet God. Yeah. You know, it doesn't bother my wife. Nobody knows. It's just me and the Lord there. And he says, if I guard that time, it matters. Yeah. That, and, uh, that, that's, and man, it's so valuable. It's like, uh, I feel like I've had seasons of that in my sure. life, yeah. you know, um, and right now is not one of those seasons. So I'll just be open and honest about sure. that. But man, I really did well and felt like I was just closer to God when I did spend that time yes. with him for sure. Um, and it, it is so, so valuable. So what, what is prayer? What is prayer? It's the way in which we Christians get to know God and we understand his will for our lives. You know, we find the basis for that in Psalm 37, 4 and 5. Psalm 37, verses 4 and 5 says, Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your ways to the Lord and trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Yeah. First sights of that, you might think, name it and claim it, buddy. I want a new Lexus. I want that new Ford F-150. Isn't that what you people know? think of That's when they think, think of prayer? Yeah. yeah. If I pray, God will oh, he's do gonna, this. Yeah. Let me tell you, I just received a letter from a man that's incarcerated, led him to Jesus. Yep. He's incarcerated, and he's been reading a good book. He's been studying his Bible. He's been doing really good until he got some negative news mm. that he's not getting out what he hoped he would. Mm -hmm. And he's just pouring out his heart of how disappointed he is. And I can't wait. Tomorrow's on my list to do is to write him a letter and remind him that your relationship with God is not based on God giving you what you want. Yeah. But he's a, he's a young Christian. So sure, sure. he obviously thinks that that's the way it should be. And I can't fault him for it. Right. He wants only the best. And he wants the best for his life. But he's made some difficult 
decisions and there's consequences. Well, see, when you delight yourself in the Lord, when you put your confidence is also the word for delight, when you put all of that towards who God is, then he puts those desires in your heart that'll line up with what he wants. Yeah. It's not that, oh man, I'm going to get everything I want and I could do anything I want. It's I want to do what God wants me to do. Right. And that's why we said prayer is the means in which we'll know God and his will for our life. Mm-hmm. If we commit our ways to him, he'll show us how things need to go. Right. And it's not magic. He doesn't write it in the sky. Oh, I wish he did. But I'm or telling a billboard. you, he billboards would be us. awesome. Wouldn't it though? Flashing yeah. ones? Yeah, man. Big but, arrows. But Randy here. Yeah. And a lot of times that's what's cool about prayer is exactly that. When you begin to pray, we think that what we need is a certain thing. Mm-hmm. But God changes us. He changes our heart. He chisels away things in our life. And then we understand in the end that what we were wanting was a desire, not of what God wanted for us, but what we wanted. And then God changes us to want his desires. It's amazing the process of prayer and how that works. Um, And it occurs when you talk to God and you listen to what God is saying to you. Talking to God. That is the very, if you want to, Boil prayer down. Yeah. That's the really the bedrock definition. It is. It's talking to God. At my first church, there was talking a young man, and um, he had some kids and a wife, had a job. He was kind of like your quintessential good old boy, had a truck, and he'd get in his truck and drive to work every day. And Anyway, I preached on prayer one Sunday, and I stumbled across the point of praying for others and praying for yourself. Mm-hmm. He comes up to me afterwards very sternly, Brother Kevin. He says, we're not supposed to pray for ourselves. I said, says who? He says, you're just supposed to pray for others. It's selfish to pray for yourself. I said, then Jesus was selfish? Lord, if it's your will, take this cup from me. But if not, I'll I'll do it. And he looked at me and I said, dude, praying (laughs) is talking to God. And it changed his perspective. Yeah. You wouldn't believe this young man that'd come every week goes, Brother Kevin, when I go to work now, I'm praying for my day, <laughs> for my temper, and it just changed his whole outlook on the Christian life because he thought the only thing you do is pray for others. Wow. Got hung so, up. Yeah, he got hung up, but, yeah. you know, and I don't know if he had heard that somewhere or had just interpreted it. So let me just tell you, praying right. is talking to God, and just like I listen to whatever my kids want to talk to me about, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, God's the same way. Yeah. He's not going to slap you down or turn his back on you. He's going to listen to exactly what you have to say. Well, and and I love the part, too. It's listen to what God's saying to you because Mm -hmm. if you're talking to God and we need to, then there comes a point in time where you got to listen, too. And um, in order to have that relationship, a lot of times we feel better just by getting everything off of our chest or our heart or our mind. But you got to be able to ready to receive that, too. And how how does he talk to us? What ways does he do that? You do that through reading the word. Yeah. Through meditating, which sounds mystical, but it's not. No, it's just no. pondering what you've read. Sure. And being in an attitude of prayer. Yeah. My night the other night was not crawling out of bed and getting on my knees and praying each time I faced something. It was an attitude of prayer. I picked up from where I left off the last 30 minutes. <laughs> yes. Lord, here it is again. I can't handle this, God. Mm-hmm. I need to go to sleep. Give me. Sometimes people ask me this. So... What's the right way to pray? And we're going to talk about some principles here in a minute, but what's the right way to pray? 
Am I supposed to pray all the time, wringing my hands, begging God and reminding him every 10 minutes of my need? Or am I supposed to let him know and forget it? Mm -hmm. And I met a couple that kind of illustrated that. The wife, very godly woman, she would wring her hands and just be in prayer all day long. And just sometimes the husband said, you go by her office at work. They work together, family business. And you'd hear her praying, Lord, please help my son, man. I know he's just, he's running from you. And I just, Lord, I just had to put it back at your feet. Cause you know, now I can get back focused. Yeah. And he says, but me, he says, I just would pray. He said, I'm not going to bother God anymore. He knows what I need. I told him about it. And he said, so they're sitting together one day and they both told me their versions of prayer. And they looked at me and said, which one's right preacher. And I was yeah. like, uh, and they said, let us answer that for you both. Mm -hmm. It's, yeah. it's based on your personality. Well, I don't, I don't think that we get any of us could critique uh, a prayer. Right. I mean, I mean, that's the the fact oh, of the matter. Some people do. Yeah, and it's a shame because, and that's what. But you're right. I mean, I think people get it uh, in their mind that they have to do things a certain way, or right. and and you know, that's the cool thing about God is He knows exactly who you are, what you need, when you need it, and He's there, willing to accept you. I've heard so many different types of descriptions for prayer. Um, some people say, you know, I have a hard time praying because I can't see God. And I've heard people say, well, put a chair across from you and just imagine him sitting there and talking mm. to him. Sounds corny, but hey, if that works for you, yeah, do go it. for it. Um, understanding that your posture and prayer doesn't always matter. True. You can pray driving down the road. You can pray on your knees. There's times where being on your knees is a lot more humbling to your own heart. Yeah then it's not going to move God anymore. Right. But it, again, it goes back to delighting yourself in the Lord. You're, you're really kind of showing God, here I am, God. And so, you know, the, the posture of prayer, sometimes people get hung up on that. Yeah, and so we just want to boil it down for you and say, guys, prayer is talking to God. So that's where we want you to start. Yeah. In your truck, in the shower, at home in your chair, with your family. Um, I don't like to pray in public. Well, Write it down. Write it down. That's a good one. I mean, just just get a journal, and I've done that on time or two. Um, I got a prayer journal, and I just write my prayers mm -hmm. out. And yeah. to me, that that's a great way. And then you can always look back and see what you sure. were praying to at the time. And so that that's just an option. Yeah, there's no wrong, no wrong or right way. Exactly. It's just that we need you to do it. Yeah. For your sake. Right. Guys, you got to start praying. Amen. Just got to start communicating to God your needs your concerns, your fears. So let's talk about some principles because sometimes people say, well, how do I how do I phrase a prayer and what should be included in prayer? Well, here's some things we would want you to know about prayer. Kick it off for us. Confession. Confession. Why why would that be important when it comes to praying? Well, because we have to get our heart right with God. Mm -hmm. We got to admit who we are and what our need is. And yes. I think all of us understand that we got to confess our sins. If we regard iniquity in our heart, the Lord will not hear us. Exactly. Psalm 66, 18. First uh, John 1, 9, if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's just part of our relationship with God is just going to him and recognizing he's holy, we're not, and we're putting ourselves in the right spot to, to, to get things right with him. Mm -hmm. And so confession is part of it. What's, what's the second, what's another... Another Principle. one is praise. Praise, yeah. I'm telling you, if you stay silent about what you think about God, the devil can get you isolated. 
Mm-hmm. You really need to vocally voice your opinion and your thoughts and your beliefs about God. And yeah. you do that through praising him. Lord, thank you, Jesus, for protecting me from that car wreck I almost had. Just Amen. Then. Thank you, Lord, for my wife giving me grace. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, Lord, that my kid decided to come home on time or whatever it may be. So here it is. You can find that in uh, Philippians 4, 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let's praise him and just direct it toward him and, and talk to him about it. Uh, it's good for your soul. And so when you pray, you confess. God, I got, man, I know I blew up yesterday or I did this or I did that. Whatever it is, it's plaguing you. Tell him about it. By the way, he already knows. Yeah, he knows. And he doesn't need the praise because he's an egocentric God. But you need to talk about how good he is to bring your confidence in him back into line. Right. So you don't put the faith and trust in yourself, but you remember again that God is good. Yes. So praise him. What's another one? Thanksgiving. Be thankful. Be grateful. And in Philippians chapter 4, verses 5 through 6, let your graciousness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Don't worry about anything, but in everything through prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God. I know a lot of times people, when they think Thanksgiving, they think of Turkey Day. Right, exactly. But being grateful and thankful is a big part of our Christian life. It sure is. Thanking God for all the goodness. And doesn't that just change a lot of things? I know you've heard it. I've heard it. When you're down, when people are depressed, one of the things that people say to do to get out of that is don't look at the negative things that are going on in your life. Mm-hmm. Look at the positive things. Right. And with God, man, we can start with salvation. Make a list. Thank you for saving my soul, Lord. Yes. Thank you for giving my me my wife. Thank you for forgiving me my kids. Thank you for giving me a church family. I mean, giving me a job, giving my, me the health. I mean, for my pillow. Oh, well, yeah. For the comfortable shoes I'm yeah. wearing. Right. For that water I was able to drink to quench my thirst. Yeah. Anything. you, If you will focus on the good things. Yes. Um, powerful. I've got, I've got powerful. one of my children that sometimes I have to remind this child that to be thankful and grateful, uh, they'll focus on negative. Oh yeah. And, uh, so my new principle is to say, all right, I need five things you're thankful <laughs> that's for. That's good. And boy, she hates it. That's good but, um, though. That, and that's it, perfect. It challenges though. Yeah. me right. to make a list of things I'm thankful yes, for. Because as she's thinking about it, dad's you are. thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, that's good. Yep. And so in what, those verses, it also covered petitions. That's right. your requests. And here's the deal, guys. There is no request that is too trivial for God. Amen. If you all remember, we were supposed to have Cecil Taylor come in and speak for us at our mission celebration. Unfortunately, his prostate decided he needed to stay home. (laughs) And so I asked him Uh. how I could pray for him. He said, Dear Kevin, in a text, please pray for my member that it will cooperate and that I can urinate. Well, you know, there's nothing too trivial. We're men here. We can say that. There's nothing too trivial. And you know what? I learned that I needed to pray for Cecil that he'd be able to pee. <laughs> Keeping it real, aren't we? Oh, man. The look on your hey, face. Hey, brother, let me, t- <laughs> let me tell you. There was yesterday, um, I was at work, and uh, I was sick i mean sick to my stomach mm-hmm. and you know what that's i mean oh, yeah. you get sick to your stomach and then it's like i need to find a bathroom now you know <laughs> and uh so man i was like and i got a complaint at the very end of the day and so i was up there and like 
Bro, I was doing everything I could to keep it within the speed limit parameter, but get home. Sure. And I was doing a lot of praying. <laughs> and I almost sent out a prayer request, Lord, everybody please pray for me, you know, but but petitions like Been having there. but having people pray for you oh, is yeah. an encouraging thing. And as pastors, we see this more than anybody else. Yeah. Because we've been at the bedside. Yeah. We've been where the Lord pray for you. Know, Brother Kevin, will you please pray for my toe? I'm having a hangnail surgery today. <laughs> well, that's very important to them. And God sure wants to know about that just as well as a person that just got diagnosed with stage four cancer. Right. You know, the petitions are anywhere in between. Yes. And, you know, it's good to teach your kids to pray for everything. Right. And about everything. That's right. And I know you've probably experienced this where we've tried to teach our kids and then at the most inopportune, they're like, can we pray for, you know, Hey, the, the goat or whatever. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And you do because yeah. you want them to remember that we pray about anything. Exactly. And that, I think that's, that's crucial. Uh, petitions are so, so important. If it's important to you, it's important to God. Sure it is. Because you're his kid. Yeah. And it's part of your journey. Now you may look back after seasons of prayer and years later and go, why, uh, did I, why in the world did I do that? But that's okay. Yeah. It's called maturing. What's another one? Um, intercession. And um, intercession is basically you are interceding, you are stepping into the role for someone else. And right now, there are several people in our congregation that we are interceding on their behalf. Mm-hmm. They're not even they're not even able to because maybe they have wandered away. But we just feel that obligation that relationship. We have to. Yeah, we have to. And- try to help them and intercede on their behalf. And we're, that's what we're to do for one another in a church, for sure. First Timothy 2.1 says, Therefore I exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Yeah. Yep. And it's so, so vital. I'm looking at um, Ephesians 6.18 and it says, pray at all times in the spirit with every prayer and request and stay alert in this with all perseverance and intercession for all the saints. Yeah. I mean, um, and that that's the cool thing about small groups, again, uh, because you really get to know those people in your, in your group. Mm-hmm. And it's been interesting to me, even though we broke for the summer, the prayer requests have still come sure. out. I think you yeah, sent some I've for men some. today yeah. uh, in our in our uh, the couples group that was in there, they've sent out prayer requests at different times. That's great because uh, you feel like you can relate to people that are you're close to, and that you know circles are better than rows. On a Sunday morning, you don't really get to know all the people in the congregation, right? But man, when you get to, you can intercede for people. I know that this week um, there's been several people that have passed away, some in our community, some not, mm-hmm. but. Just praying for those congregations, praying for those pastors that lost lost loved ones. You know, right. uh, interse- intercession is important. So, and we do all of that because we care. It's all part of Amen. being part of the church family. Yeah, definitely. Pray for each other. You encourage each other, and uh, you know what? And and here's a challenge. And I know some some of you guys listening are going to go, Brother Kevin. I don't like to pray out loud. All right, I'm just going to give you a challenge. If you have a friend that says to you. Pray for my mama or pray for my wife or yeah. pray for us. We're having trouble. The best thing you can do is pray right then. Yeah, that's a good, that's good. Do it's it funny. Right I didn't then. realize that and probably adopt that until like a couple, several years oh, ago. Yeah, same here. You know, and, um, and it's effective 
because like a lot of times I'd be like, Hey, I will be praying for you. I'll put you on my list mm-hmm. and you know, the, to do that. But man, there's something powerful about when someone's like, let's pray right now. Mm-hmm. And, and I, somebody did that for me mm-hmm. and that just like stirred it for sure. me. I'm just like, I got to do that. So that, that's a good challenge, man. We had an individual Sunday morning that I think is seeking the Lord. Yeah. Somebody that has never explained a clear-cut testimony of I'm a saved person that, that knows Jesus is my Savior. Yeah. They attend infrequently, okay? Mm-hmm. Just this person. Yep. This person had a friend at the service, and they came up to me and said, my friend needs prayer. Mm-hmm. Would you pray for them? Tears in the person's eye. I said, go get them. I called one of our men in the church and said, hey, come here. And we gathered around and prayed. Amen. You know? Awesome. She felt the need to pray. Yeah. And by all means, what are we going to do right then? That's the most spiritual thing we can do is when the iron's hot, right? Pray. And that's so I'm telling you guys, that just it's not just us preachers. Yeah. It's anybody. Someone's on the phone, they tell you something. Someone texts you. Text them a prayer back. Right. There's you nothing wrong with that. Don't call them, just text it. Yeah. Dear Jesus, say what you think is as simple as it could be yeah. or as elaborate as you want it to be. Sure. Uh, my sister's a prayer warrior. Amen. And somebody shared an important prayer request with me recently, and I forwarded it to her because she doesn't know the situation or the people, but I knew she'd pray. Yeah. She sent back the most heartfelt text prayer for that individual. You know what I did? Send Copy, it to them. paste, <laughs> send. Hey, there's other people praying for you here. Absolutely. Yeah. Because that's it's what it's all about. That's good stuff, man. You Definitely. mentioned listening earlier. Mm-hmm. We don't like to listen. No. It's hard. Listening's hard. Um. Listening is an important principle in prayer. Yes. Um, I learned this very hard, the hard way, when they sent us out from a a conference I was at. They sent us out and told us to go sit in a quiet place in this huge hotel. Go find a quiet place and be still and listen to the Lord. Well, I sat down and they said, put your hands Mm -hmm. down until you feel like you can hear from the Lord. And then you put, turn your hands up when you're ready to receive from the Lord. It was a, it was a lesson in whether I could listen or not. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize at the time. So I walk out, I find a place, I'm sitting in the lobby, and all I can hear is the person complaining at the front desk. <laughs> then the, the vacuum cleaners. Then I heard the ice machine drop. And I went, God, I, I, I can't get quiet. I can't get quiet. Went outside. Then it was splashing in the pool and this and that. And it challenged me that I couldn't even get my mind cleared and focused enough. I really had to work at it. And once I got it, it was it was amazing. Yeah. The idea of, okay, God, I can't I'm not listening to everything else because I want to listen to you. And it's just it, man, that's hard. Yeah, it's hard. Very, very difficult. So the first principle is <clears throat> be still and quiet before the Lord. Yeah. Yeah, and I think isn't it interesting that there's several passages that remind us to be still and know that I am God. Mm. Um, you know, the, you see Jesus going away and getting away from the people, right. getting away from the things that are, you know, the activity because it's And critical. if it was important to him as 100% God and 100% man, it was his human side that had to get away. Right. It yeah. wasn't because he was Jehovah God. Yeah. It was his human side, his yeah, flesh that exactly said, right. I need that break. I need to get away. Yeah. So we got to be still and quiet when we pray. Now, listen. You got kids at home, this is going to be more challenging. So you're going to have to be more creative. You may have to get up earlier. You're talking about seasons. 
I can remember that time when I shared with you guys when we were talking about spending time with God and looking at his word. That was another byproduct of my time early in the morning was I wasn't as distracted when I prayed Mm -hmm. because there was nothing going on in the house. Right. And so I could pray more effectively. Yeah. What's another principle in listening? Don't don't be in a hurry. Don't be in a hurry in your time with God. And I think that's one thing that's so difficult for us as humans because we're in a hurry to do everything. Sure. I mean, it's my day. It's like, hey, I got to hurry and get this done so I can go and hurry and get this done and go and hurry and get this done. Right. And when it comes to prayer, man, I think that's the same thing. It's like, sure oh, I got to hurry and get this so I can check it off my list. But that's that, that runs prayer. And, and he already knows, right? So right. I don't need to spend time. You ever use that line on yourself? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he knows. He knows what I got going on. So he knows if I'm just too busy to tell him about it, he'll take care of it. Yeah. But don't no, be in a hurry. You need to be Oof. still. You need to don't be in a hurry. Yeah. Then spend various seasons in your life with God. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said earlier, when you opened the podcast, you said there have been different seasons of prayer in your life yeah. where some have been more intense and some have been more focused on different things. Some have probably been more intercession. Some have been probably more petition. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely I can look back on my life and see the seasons thing. Used to I would think, hey, I'm wrong. I've done so many things wrong that I'm not good for anything. Then you realize, wait, that was just a bad time. That was a bad part. So let's go on. Let's let's move on. And so the the quicker you can understand that, you're not going to be perfect at prayer. No one is. The point is you got to spend time with God. Mm-hmm. And you got to listen. That's yeah. what key. So here's the here's the question to wrap us up today. Okay. Why don't we pray more? Ooh, good question. Good question. <laughs> Well, uh, prayer occurs when we depend upon God. So a lot of times we don't pray because we got everything figured out, right? Mm. So we're depending we don't need on him. ourselves. We're putting we confidence him. in us. Yeah, man. My paycheck's coming in. Mm-hmm. I got money in the bank. Um, wife's, everybody's doing good in my family. Happy, yeah, yeah every, all the health, mm-hmm. no health needs in our family. Uh, church is doing good. Attendance is up. Uh, you know, we can look at all the positive things and we think, oh, we don't Church really need Church is God. doing things out in the community. Man, I may not be a yeah. part of it, but man, everything's going right. good. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't need God. That would be one reason we don't pray. Sure. What's another one? Selfishness. Mm. 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 Selfishness. Really? Self-centeredness. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah. Because so, I turned it around about me. Yeah. I need to get there because I'm in a hurry. And why do I need to get there? Because I'm in a hurry. Because I woke up late because I wanted to sleep longer. Mm. Yeah, that'd be Or me. I want you to stay I up later. Sleeping. Or I want you to binge watch. <laughs> yes, there you go. Binge watch <laughs> whatever. car ride karaoke or whatever <laughs> yeah, that is. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Carpool karaoke. Oh, man, I finally hit my limit on that. Did dude. you? I, yeah, I don't think I can get any more in, honestly. It's like, whoo. Yeah, but yes. Yeah, you yeah know, we, you're right. We're, we're selfish. We we want to do something else. And and like you said, life is so busy. Yeah. Um, mm. Trying to slow down. Yeah, we get self-centered. So easy. You know, and, and, and there's some other reasons. You know, pride gets in our way. Um, I I understand, you know, not wanting to pray in public, but praying out loud in your truck going down the road or in your car or at your home, why can't you do it? Yeah. He's your Savior. Amen. Pray. Don't let pride get in the way. That's for sure. Unbelief. Unbelief's a big one. There's a lot of times that we look at situations and circumstances and we think there's no way God can do this, right? I mean, we're, we just talked about, we were honest about, hey, we're praying for the future and there's some big things on the horizon. Yeah. We're like, 
and can we don't you really know what to do. do? This? Yeah, can you do this, God? Really, can you do this? And I think that keeps us from from praying sure because I think we're scared. Sure, uh, we're scared of it. I can remember as a six year old little boy, my grandma was dying of cancer in the hospital. My mom's mom, and I can I can tell you, I can take you to the spot where I prayed this. I was not a Christian. I was a little lost boy. So as, as sweet and innocent as a little lost boy's prayer can be, I still was lost, all right? Right, right. I remember saying, God, if you love me and love my grandma, you won't let her die. Mm. Mm. And so after her funeral, I was a little boy that said, then do you really exist? Because you didn't hear my prayer. Mm. I remember having those thoughts as a six-year-old kid. Sure. So if I can have a thought of unbelief as a six-year-old child, yeah that is selfish and wants his grandma to live instead of going home to heaven. Yeah. You know, where she's no longer in pain and suffering, then guess what? Anybody else can experience it too. Sure. Sure. And I think that goes into the next, next thing is ignorance. I mean, it's not, not that you were ignorant as a six year old, but you did. Ignorance is not knowing. Right. Right. And so a lot of times we don't know how to pray. We don't know what to pray. I know that's scary. Even for us as pastors, when someone's like, Hey, Will you pray for me? I am, and they'll tell us, dump all this stuff on us, and we're just like, uh, what do we pray? Lord, how do we pray? What do we pray in this situation, right? Yeah. And, and so uh, that never goes away, by the way. Right. But the ignorance factor will keep us from praying sometimes. And we just have to boil it down to this. You got to pray. You got to pray. You got to take the time to pray. The time is critical. Now is critical. And I want to, I know I don't want to like ramp us back up here, but sometimes we don't pray because like I just said, I prayed a certain way and because he didn't answer it the way I wanted him to. Prayer is not bending God's ear to do what I want. Right. Prayer is changing my heart and my will to what his is. Yeah. That's that the going back to that uh, Psalm 34, right? Yeah. 37. 37. Verses four and five. Yes. So good. Uh, You have to understand that you do not have all the answers. Right. Um, and if I don't have all the answers and he's all-knowing and all-powerful and God is good and I keep vocally telling myself God is good and I keep believing it, then the unbelief is not necessarily going to be there. I'm going to stop praying, God, please do X, Y, Z. Yeah. And I'm start going to say, Lord, let your will be done. Amen. And help me to accept it. Yeah. You know, we get asked a lot of times, you you know this, we get asked, pray for this in my life or pray for this relationship or pray for this heartache or this health crisis. And we all want a certain outcome. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, even if God does not meet that request the way we want to, it does right. not change that he is still God. Right. That's exactly right. And I think that's what it boils down to is we have to, that's when we really grow and, and understand that we understand what God wants for us is the fact that we are fine with praying mm-hmm. and not getting the answer that we want from the situation, but we want his will to be done. So that's good stuff. Well, I think we're going to have to move on to another episode yeah, brother. on prayer. I don't think we can wrap all this up today. Oh, no. Oh, there's a bunch. There's a bunch when it comes to prayer, and there it's is. critical. It it's is. critical. We need you guys praying uh, for us as men, um, and we're praying for you as men. And so, man, go apply this stuff. Absolutely. And do life together. Reach out to a man today that you can trust and you can encourage and just say, hey, I need help. Yeah. Pray for me. Or or ask somebody, hey, how can I pray for there you? There you go. 
you know, get yourself out of it and say, I'm going to be praying for somebody else. So let's do it. All right. All right. Till the next episode, right? Uh, I guess we're going to have to do it another time. We're going to get it done. Hey, see y'all. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to the Act Like Men podcast today. You can connect with us on Facebook on our page, Act Like Men Podcast. Do us a favor. Share this podcast with your friends and help us as we strive to encourage men to act Act like like men. men.